there used to be a surefire way to know if a person was successful or not. If they had a waterbed, that meant they were doing very well. And that was a person who could be trusted to make great decisions. Now, if they had a regular bed on the floor with no bed frame, this was a person who would probably excel in the entertainment industry as they are 100% focused on their career at the expense of all the most basic comforts of existence. Now, a waterbed person had already achieved so much that they could dip into the realm of more than bed, a thing so fragile that if it broke, and it could, it would ruin everything they owned on multiple floors, and that would still not matter to them. Now, most of us just have a queen-sized bed on a frame we bought secondhand from Craigslist if you're in your 20s, or West Elm if you're in your early 40s and suddenly compelled by all things mid-century. And for us, things are going okay. Probably unsatisfied in one way or another, but your life's not going to fall apart tomorrow. Now, me... I sleep in a hammock in the living room above a yoga studio along a polluted Superfund site, so, yeah, I'd say I'm comfortably middle class. And according to the most recent turtleneck blog post for up-and-coming turtleneck trends and the people who wear them, I'm one of the top sexiest turtleneck wearers in the tri-state area. Well, thank you, gang. Whatever your situation, you're welcome to stay in bed as we open up a portal that leads us to the deep night. Oh, friends, it's me, Dale Seaver, your Captain Activities Director and Groovy Bartender on this enormous love boat of an episode, which was recorded live at the Slipper Room on the Lower East Side. Yes, welcome aboard for a very special love-themed night featuring a matchmaking expert, three great comedians, a playwright, and a harpist. All the ingredients are there, folks. We come to you tonight, as we always do, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. As is tradition, I snuck down to the Gowanus and poured in the remaining contents of some Vietnam-era surplus chemicals I purchased from Marland, a vet and fellow turtleneck enthusiast who sometimes comes by the turtle swaps down at the piers. He often just sits and smokes in his minivan, the one with the MIA POW flags festooned to its antenna. But when I found out he had a barrel of this stuff in the back, I bought it right away and then watched as it turned the entire canal bright pink like a liquid heart fueled by a strange chemical reaction that also raised the temperature in the canal to a very dangerous degree. I had to hightail it out of there, but I did manage to get a few great selfies for the gram. So on to the show. My thanks to everyone who came out for the night, a better-than-normal crowd, which is always encouraging. And my thanks to Chris and Jen, who, with the sound encouragement from Audrey, showed up in matching black turtlenecks and amulet, and who provided me with a shiny silver gem is just fantastic. Now, if you come to the live shows and are wearing a turtleneck, well, friend, you're going to be warm. And receive a friendly hello from me. On the show tonight, you'll hear, in order of appearance, Stephanie Babarak on the harp, Amy Van Doren of Modern Love Club, Millie Tamares, Doogie Horner, Michael R. Jackson, and Josh Gondelman, and me. I'm there the whole time. So let's get to it. A live episode about love and romance, where we talk matchmaking, relationships, sharing a printer, soap operas, and the love of fashion. Enjoy.
Pops. <laughs> it's wonderful. Hello, everyone. Hello, friends. Hello, lovers. <laughs> I'm Dale Seaver, and it is my pleasure to welcome you to this other dimensional realm we call the Deep Night. And tonight, tonight, the Deep Night is all about love. <laughs> yes, it is. So charge up those chakras and prepare your vessels and open your channels. Tune all the way in because you're going to experience a lot of love here tonight. The kind of love that one would expect to experience at a very expensive meditation retreat in the woods run by a pansexual man in loose-fitting trousers named Gary. Exactly like that. Yes. Get ready. Fill up whatever receptacles you have with the searing energy of the memory of your first kiss, which for me happened beneath a drool-stained cot in a Pennsylvania summer camp with a raven-haired filly named Vanessa. Vanessa went on to become a professional archer, and I can attest to her skills because she shot an arrow of electricity right through my heart, <laughs> right through the little turtleneck I was wearing and the undershirt underneath. Ah, oh, right to my nougaty tween center. Yes, I still wear two shirts. The show is all about love tonight, which is exciting here at the Slipper Room. Uh, I'm only sorry that the love of my life, my wife, Galinda, could not be with us here tonight. A powerful energy vortex opened up in Secaucus, and uh, she was called along with her friend Linda to go and do a welcoming ceremony. Now, uh, just to give you a little peek inside our relationship, when she texted me that information, uh, I texted back, an energy vortex in Secaucus, that sounds like a lot of ho-hocus. <laughs> and uh, her reaction was much the same. Just the dots came up, came up, and then went away. <laughs> but someday you'll think of me on the Garden State Parkway, and uh, you'll think, oh, there it is. <laughs> I like that joke now. But this is what it is. We're in a relationship now together, so you have to take the good with the bad. That's just how it's going to be for the rest of the night. <laughs> okay. Well, listen, uh, uh, on that note, speaking of notes, uh, look at what we have here uh, tonight. And uh, listen what we have here tonight. Stephanie Babarak is here on the harp. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Stephanie, how are you? Yeah. I'm great. Nobody's <laughs> oh. ever given me a microphone before, so... Uh oh watch out. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie, when you talk about romance, when you talk about magic, there can't be anything better than the harp. That's true. Yeah. The most romantic instrument there is. It is. This enormous instrument, just throbbing with vibrations <laughs> that you make with your hands. Ah. <sighs> <laughs> Wow. Now you should see what happens when I practice. Oh, ho, 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 ho. I like you already, Stephanie. <laughs> We're off to a good start. Now, uh, just a quick cue. Uh, hypothetical here. Have you ever gone uh, out with a couple? With a, uh, I mean, have you, not, in a, not, in a, not in a weird way, but just like have you brought the harp? Has a couple ever asked you to accompany them uh, with the harp? 
The reason I ask no. is, again, just a kind of a, it's a sideways question, but the reason I ask is if someone were, let's say, not as well prepared for Valentine's Day as maybe they thought they mm. uh, should be or were told they should be, would you be willing to maybe, you know, show up and just woo, you Absolutely. know, at a dinner? Yeah, like, like Cupid, basically? Like Cupid, yeah. yeah. But a lot better sounding. <laughs> yeah. I, did he have a harp? He had a little harp. Yeah, didn't he? Oh, yeah. No, well, sure. I just don't trust Cupid as a musician. That's true. <laughs> it's just not his focus. <laughs> it wasn't his focus is what I'm saying. Anyhow, uh, well, that's great. So I may be in touch with you after that. Uh, now, how long have you been playing the harp? 18 years. Wow. Think about it. It's dedication to an instrument. And a relationship is a lot like playing the harp. It makes beautiful music, but it's a lot to lug around, isn't it? <laughs> All the time. All the time. Listen, uh, would, uh, Stephanie, could you play me a little sitting down music? I now, do. this would be something low and slow, like a crush on uh, a barista. And uh, every time you go in, you think, oh, they're going to know my name and my order, but they never do. But the one time that they actually do, and they remember your order and your name, you get the big cookie that you always want and the latte, and they give it to you, and just then, at the same moment, their boyfriend walks in, and you have to go sit in there by the window and just kind of sad, angry, eat this cookie and sip at a too-hot latte, something uh, like that. There it is. Wonderful. Beautiful sitting down music. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Stephanie. All right. Well, uh, tonight is a big show. We've got a lot to get through and a lot to talk about. Uh, love is a big subject. And so I brought in uh, an expert. I said, we've got to have a love expert here. Now, this is a person that runs a matchmaking facility called the Modern Love Club. And uh, she's going to help us out here tonight. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Amy Van Doren. Amy, come on up here. Yeah. Wonderful. Great. Oh, look, we're like the op- was like spy versus spy. <laughs> oh, yes, let's please do. I'm always eager to start another cult. Amy, how are you? I'm, I'm, well, I'm a little tired. It's a, it's a busy week. This is the season. Makers. This yeah. is the season, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, let me ask you this. Do you recommend uh, turtleneck on a first date, or that's something you build up to? You know, there's... So, I personally am a big advocate for wearing um, turtlenecks because I don't like to have a cold neck. Yeah. I have noticed that some of my... Male clients lack the imagination of knowing all the sexy that's behind the turtleneck. Yeah. Um, and so... That's what it is. It's a reveal, isn't it? You get to reveal you gotta, it. You get to earn the neck. I that's think. right. That's right. Yeah. Over the course of the evening, you might see my Adam's apple. You can, you can bend it down, you know. I know. Yeah. It's like Poland after the war, seeing ankles. Anyhow. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's a reference for me. Uh, Amy... Uh, now, uh, I understand, what I understand from modern matchmaking and from dating, online dating, this kind of thing, is that it's uh, maddening and addictive. What do you offer at Modern Love Club that is different than the online experience? Yeah, it's interesting. So I've been matchmaking for 14 years now. Wow. I've interviewed over 10,000 single people, and I thought when the online dating stuff started to take off that maybe um, you know, people would have this free alternative to a matchmaker, which is very expensive, and that my job would 
I could go back to doing whatever durational performance art stuff that I was doing before being a matchmaker. Naturally. Um, and I just kept waiting for um, my job to go away. And in fact, it's gotten a lot busier yeah. because everyone is like people are coming in and I, I can't quit because like, like people need me. Like people are coming into the office like like they've like, you know, gone through some terrible thing like their eyes, like the light has gone out of people's eyes. Yeah. Um, and everyone's kind of going in mass through a particular kind of burnout. And, you know, online dating is working for a small sect of people, but anyone who kind of deviates from the norm is kind of being ignored. Um, and it's kind of just turning us all into judgmental, horrible, um, superficial assholes. Um, S some of us. Some of us, yeah. But, okay, and yeah. see, my experience, uh, and this isn't necessarily online dating, but this is an early experience with matchmaking. In high school, we had to write down our, you know, our likes and our dislikes. And then that was put on a piece of paper, which was fed into some kind of what I want to say supercomputer. Yeah. And then you would hear that beep, boop, boop, which was just the guidance counselor making noises. You think, what are you doing? <laughs> and then it, it spat out a thing, and you had to rip off the paper, the sides of the paper, and you'd read it, and it would be a list of names of people in the high school who you were matched with. And you'd look at it, and you think, Mandy Caswell, really? My arch nemesis? You know, it would be names that you yeah. just, you didn't, uh, that's her actual name. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you just thought, well, this is bunk. Do you use a computer at work? I don't. Really? I don't use a, I try not to use a computer in general. Wow. But my assistant uses a computer a lot. Okay. So she does all the emails and, and the texting and all yes. that. And I have um, 10,000 pieces of paper. <laughs> that's, how, that's how you do it? I, I, I use paper, yeah. Yeah. And I kind of move my papers around. Um, is there an electrical charge that you feel when you're doing uh, that? Is no, it about I, I, sensing? Just, I just read my notes. Okay. Um, and then it's terrible, but I was like, I got to do something with all this paper. So I started putting all the women and men into binders. And so now I have binders of men and women. Oh, like, uh, like Mitt Romney. Like, I'm a lot like Mitt Romney. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have a lot of Oh, he's great. Yeah. No, he's great. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, and do you, do you have to be born into matchmaking or is there something you can pick up? You know, th so actually, next month we have our big matchmakers conference, and so I'm friends with a lot of matchmakers, Yeah. although we don't really have much in common. But there's a couple people that are like, you know, second and third generation matchmakers, but um, yeah, you don't have to, you, anyone can be a matchmaker. Where does the conference take place? Are you allowed to say? There's one in New York. Okay. We have another one on a cruise ship. Mm. Um, nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not for me. Did you see the trauma just like pass through my eye? <laughs> you have to go on that one? I'm going to go. I go to all of them. Wow. Because it makes me, because they're all so crazy, all the matchmakers. Yeah. That it makes me feel really good about myself. Oh, I see. I'm like, I'm amazing. <laughs> like it makes me feel like a genius. <laughs> Compared to that. Uh, okay. Well, that sounds like fun. The ship, that would really, that would be tough for me. Yeah. That would be tough no, for it, me. It, it's, it's challenging. All ships are. Mm -hmm. The ocean in general. <laughs> Terrifying. Okay, but uh, uh, well, you mentioned on the way when we were sort of corresponding before this that you were feeling a little frantic, like you wanted to match everybody up in the in the audience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's yeah. Something happened. Well, because I match make all day. Yeah. And then I match make all night, and then I've been matchmaking on the weekend because I have this like Valentine. Like everyone's like, Amy, where's my match? And I'm like, oh fuck, I gotta find the matches. Yeah. Um, and so I've been like in like like an obsessive state, and so. Uh, yeah, I, I was uh, like, maybe I can match make the audience together. Like, um, yeah, I just, I, everything has to go together. I'm like in full on. Okay. 
OCD well, well, mode. Well, maybe we can at least just uh, uh, try a little thing. We don't have to do matchmaking. I don't want anybody to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. But, uh, no, and I'll, I'll know the ma- like I, I do these matchmaking interviews. I do 54 a week yeah. for an hour each in person in my little art gallery in the East Village. But I, I don't need to do them. I can just know the match. So right. you guys don't even have, you can just like, I can just look at you. And well, I don't know if this is going to work. Figure it out. I don't, I don't know how things work generally, but I was thinking if somebody's single, maybe you want to help me out with it. Can yeah. you grab that one? I don't know. Well, then they could wear this and then they could find each other. They're yeah, supposed we, to be glow in the, the dark internet. things. We don't need the damn internet. These we are, have, these are quite radical. old. We have bodies and, and we can take up space and look at each other. And, you know, Isn't engage consensually with new people. What? That's what I did. Is it glowing? Kind of. Okay. All right. Then, then things are happening and I just am not aware, which is typical. So if somebody's single, raise your hand and get one of these things. And then you can wear it. And then if you want to find somebody, uh, you no obligation, but at least we'll know who you are. Uh, and, you know, just pass them around. If you feel comfortable, then you'll say, oh, well, at least that person... Uh, is uh, available to new experiences and maybe conversation. <laughs> Look at that, it's glowing. <laughs> yeah, a lot of uh, couples. Well, it is a date night kind of a thing. People, uh, there's often a lot of couples in my audiences. That's all right. And for the, the listener at home, <laughs> okay. So we'll see how that plays out. Now, uh, uh, and you have some... Oh, you're not on the mic. Do you have some things coming up at the modern... It's a place you can go, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a physical spot okay. on 1st and 11th. And somebody it's comes a- in and they meet you mm-hmm. and you say, okay, we'll set you up. Yeah, but we also have an art show. So every month I change the art out. Great. Um, the show that we have up is closing on Saturday. If you guys want to come, we're having a free talk with the up-and-coming artist, Birdie Hall, who I yeah. think is America's next great... Feminist painter. Terrific. Um, and then after that, we're doing some sort of crazy, like, connection, like, laboratory where people can come in and, like, interact with art that helps them fall in love. Fun. Hopefully. Got to put your hands in things. Yeah. Yeah. Your hand will be in some things. I'm familiar with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, what I'd like to have happen, though, Amy, is if you could stay around, and then we have a lot of different guests coming up. And then if you have some wisdom that you can offer, if you have some insight, if you have somebody that's in mind for them, just let them know. And we'll, we'll reach out. Yeah. Okay. We can, we can troubleshoot some problems. So if a problem sure. comes up and we want to work through it. And if there's wisdom that you can take, that's, o- that's okay, too. You oh, can nice. give or receive. We go both ways in the deep night. I love it. Okay. Well, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Amy Van Doren, ladies and gentlemen. And then you're going to be in that second spot. That's great. So, uh, terrific. Stephanie, great. You're good. All right. Our, uh, our next guest, oh, my gosh, such a funny uh, comedian and writer who has appeared on Comedy Central and MTV and BET and probably CNN, C-SPAN, uh, Golf Channel, all of them. Uh, Millie Tamaras is here. Millie. <laughs> How are you? Welcome. Welcome to the... <laughs> yes. How, are you excited about this? What, get the... Get the, the get, yep, there you go. Uh, hey. <laughs> that was a bad joke. Sorry. That's all right. Uh, hi, how are 
Good, good. Uh, are you excited about Valentine's Day? Uh, Valentine's Week? No. I'm like CVS. I like to just get it going. As soon as Christmas goes away, let's do it. Let's have uh, hearts. Um, I have like some things, you know, so like I'm on dating apps. Awful. Awful. Oh, it's like that, like, girl trying kombucha for the first time. She's like, no. Well, no. Okay, well. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, it was like, there's, there's some rough patches. But some, like, I feel like the past two weeks, men in New York just, like, it just hit them that they're single. And, like, all of them are, like, even ones from, like, the past, they're all just like, hey, what's going on? Yes. Hey, like. Or, you know, it's like, hey, are you busy next week? I'm like, next weekend's Valentine's Day. And they're like, yeah. Well, <laughs> a, lot no. of, a lot of men are synced to that groundhog. And when it comes out, yeah. we're like, oh, oh yeah, time, to, it, time to act. I'm like, where were you on Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, not going to happen. Now, uh, you have <clears throat> a, a new podcast that's kind of about yes. dating, right? And, and yes. what, is, what is it called? It's called All Dick is Trash. <laughs> Okay. Clients that, yeah, I'm now, real magical over here. Now, I just want to mm-hmm, clarify. Mm-hmm. When we say all dick is trash, mm-hmm. the, the dick that we're referring to, it's the member or it is the act of sexual congress? I would say it's just a symbolism um, of, me, you know, and like, of men and like, it, you know, it doesn't have to be like, it's all encompassing, you know, so it's like all male behavior. Also, like performance, everything. So usually, though, if the guy, if the dick is really good, then he's probably a terrible person, <laughs> as I've found. Um, yeah. And so I hear some echoes in the back. But yeah, I just feel like, uh, <laughs> like a yes, lot of support for that if uh, he's, position. Uh, terrible, he'll ruin your credit. I mean, or you know, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just like kind of you know a way of like I feel like as women, you know. Uh, society really uh, makes us very aware of our cons. You know, everything is your fault. Like anything that happens to you, what were you wearing? What did you do? You let, you know what I mean? And like it, we, yeah, you manifested it. You did this. You did that. And like we internalize things that ev- everything that everyone does to us. And then you know, society is the kind of the, I feel like the opposite of for men. Like uh, you know, that very like emotionally irresponsible and all this stuff. And like it's just like, especially me in my past, like has really internalized a lot of stuff, uh, you know, like, you know, getting cheated on or this and that. And it's just like, you know what? If you have that philosophy that all dick is trash, then, you know, it doesn't really put the onus on you. Uh-huh. Uh, not that, like, you know, I'm, like, the perfect person. I never could do anything wrong. Uh, it's true. But, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, like, if you just, you know, the way that when people criticize police officers, you know, every, of course not every single cop is an you know, evil person, but if we, we don't, like, if we don't get to criticize the entire institution, it never changes and, like, gets challenged to, like, grow. So that's okay. my thing. I'll take his trash. <laughs> it drops tomorrow. Please A vehicle listen. for drawing attention to the fact that many uh, men yes. uh, are no good. Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah, okay. Sure. Yes. All right, I just want to make you sure. You know what? You summarized it real well. <laughs> well. You did it. Thank you. Uh, so uh, now that begs the question, uh, what is the worst dick you've ever had? Oh, man. So there's like, you know, it's hard to classify. You know, it's kind of like, have you ever been to Japan? No. 
Um, <laughs> if you've ever tried to throw anything away in Japan, uh-huh. depending on the city, there's different kinds of receptacles. So someplace like, okay, pet, bo- you know, this kind of plastic in this trash can, this kind of plastic. So there's just so yeah. many different categories of bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I've had like bad dates. Also like bad sex. So probably worst date, uh, you know, or, you know, worst dick, worst guy, uh, you know, is this guy who was like trying to get me to go out with him for like two months. Yeah. You know, and, and he just had like the lamest pickup lines, but I'm like, oh. you know, then one, ne- one day I'm like, you know what, whatever, I'm going to go out with this guy. And then, you know, I was like 24 or something. And he's like, okay, let's go to Beauty in Essex, which is like right there. And as, if anyone's ever been there, those cocktails are like $20. Yeah. <laughs> $20 each. But he kept asking me, so I'm like, oh, he's, he's going to, you know, he's going to like, Pick up pick, the tab. Pick, he's going to buy you tab. a lot of drinks. Yeah. Uh, so the whole time he's just like laying it on thick. Everyone who's there, like actual models, like actually models. You know, the girl that was like uh, get serving us had like she was like six foot tall, like brown skin, green eyes, like long, beautiful, curly hair. And then, um, you know, I was just like, wow, everyone here is so beautiful. And he's like, not more beautiful than you. And I'm like, OK. Uh, Pretty good, so, though. Mm, no. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just trying to, like, talk to him and yeah. get to really know him. Yeah. And he's just, like, just with the corny lines, corny lines, corny lines. Yeah. And then finally, uh, the check comes. And it's also, like, day before payday. I'm, like, super broke. Yeah. <laughs> I have, like, $10 in my name. And the check comes, and he's like, okay, so I just need, like, 50 bucks, and then we're good. And I'm like, 50 bucks? Like, <laughs> I thought this was a date. And he's like, don't you have a job? <laughs> wow. And I was like, yeah, but you asked me out for, like, two. And then right. he was just like, whatever, I'll pay it just because you're beautiful. But, like, I wouldn't pay it if you weren't. And I was like, what? And then I was so uncomfortable. I had, like, my arms crossed. Yeah. And um, he's like, come on, give me a high five. And like a like, high five. Yeah, I'm like that's no. That's not that's not what's required. No, right <laughs> no. He's that's like, not the give move. me a high five, and I'm like, no. And then like he started like, give me a high five, and then everyone in the bar is looking at us, and then I finally like give him a high five. So give me a high five, right now. Give oh me yeah, a me. He's like yeah. awkward turkey. <laughs> what? The? Uh, so it's like people do like awkward turtle, yeah. but he did an awkward turkey in a bar, like in a really expensive bar. Uh, yeah. Uh, so. I've never seen it either, and since then, I've never seen it. Yeah, that's his signature I've only seen move. it in my nightmare. So that was <laughs> one of the top. Terrible. Terrible. That's ter- it's pretty bad. I know. It's pretty bad. Now, would it not be called Dickin, though? <laughs> it's always Dick. Oh, Dick? What do you mean, Dickin? I don't know. Dickin seems like that's like kind of the action of... Uh, oh, like a verb versus... Yeah. Um, uh, no. No, okay. No, <laughs> it's right. kind of like, you know, all Dick is trash, like... Dick, like a uh, dickin, it's kind of like thotting. It's like the act. It's like yeah. a verb, you know. Like it's thotting? like active. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> no, I was just reminded that I think you know, Dick Cavett and Catherine Hepburn had exactly the same conversation. Yes. Yeah. I know uh, about Dick. <laughs> I know, but I know <laughs> Catherine Hepburn. Right. Once again, one for the Eisenhower <laughs> crowd. Uh, <laughs> This skews very old and much older audience. You know what? Okay. And we love it. Listen, I love all of y'all. The election is in your hands. Yeah. So the- let me tell you something. <laughs> I have a very, you know, and if you're in Florida, I love you even more. Please vote the most progressive you can. Uh, so this is going, but uh, uh, you're, you're in search of good, good dick. Yeah, or just a nice person. Just a nice person at this yeah, point. Yeah. You know, yeah. Th- let's keep the bar low because it's too high. <laughs> Amy, do you have any recommendations uh, for Millie? She looks like she's 
She, she does. I do. I have okay. lots of recommendations. Okay. She looks right. stressed out, though. No, I'm, I'm okay, not. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm trying. I'm okay, she's thinking. Uh, she's thinking. She's on the spot. Oh, so are you open to not just cisgendered men? Are we, is the um, you know, yeah, I think I'm just, it's oh. just, I know. I know that's the tough part. I wish I could. Sometimes I'm like, man, life no. would be easier. No, but the thing is, is the, the, the good just dick. Just use the mic there. The good thing is, is the the good dick, whenever it's decided that it wants to be in a relationship, it turns its little cab light on, and it it gets hailed pretty quickly. So it feels like there's a lot of terrible guys on the market, but that's just because the terrible guys get left on the market. So the the key is, is like, the second that divorce paperwork goes through, or like, (laughs) no, really, like, just as soon as... As, as you see someone's that cab light on, you just got to grab it before someone else. So it's just about being fast. <laughs> what if, like, somebody's like, goes a block ahead of you to, like, hail it in front of you? Well, you got to run. <laughs> okay. Okay. Run. okay. You got to run. Okay. Uh, you see, and then I'm like, I don't know if I want to do But you know what? You're right. You're right. Have you had any uh, especially good Valentine's Days in the past, though? Um, I was in college. I was put up for... Which now I was like probably like one of the very few black people in my liberal arts college, and I was put up for auction on Valentine's Day, which looking back is problematic, but it was fun. <laughs> so no. I was like, no. But I would say that was fun. you weren't so the only person participating in the auction. Other black people, yeah. <laughs> Kidding, no. Uh, there was other like basically like the most popular people on campus. You can like, uh, auction, you know, pay to go on a date B- with them, which is prostitution. Date. I should have just took oh. the money. <laughs> but I, the guy, yeah. this guy bought me. <laughs> <laughs> this guy yeah, paid yes. for it. No, he paid for yep. a date. Okay. Oh. See, there's no way. But I had a really nice date. He took me to a nice Thai restaurant. It's Black History Month. So it's yeah, okay. it's Black History Month. Hey, yeah. Listen, it's Black History. Yeah, we'll talk about the history. Mm. <laughs> yes. But yeah, no. Uh, We're not. It's okay. Yeah, not to. no. But yeah, no, okay. I had a. So this guy that I thought was really cute yes. b- bought me. Okay. And then we went on a nice date to a, a Thai restaurant, and uh, he got me flowers, and it was like a nice Valentine's Day. Oh, well, that's lovely. And that wouldn't have happened if uh, I wasn't put up for auction. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what? Yeah. Maybe Donald Trump. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> that is a joke. Uh, old yes. people listening to this, uh, <laughs> do, not, do not take those jokes. So uh, there's many, a body language so that I have that maybe doesn't translate yep, to the might pod. Might not be on the audio. Okay, yeah. yeah so just so and it, it's you and somebody else on the on the podcast, or how many how many people are involved? Um, I have a producer. Okay. But and then I br- and then I interview people. You bring on people, and I bring on about. people, and everyone speaks about uh, their yeah. So like uh, you know, I had this one person who talked about a date they went on at a Red Lobster. Oh. And that was, you know, Red Lobster. Red Lobster in the city. Is, is is a spectacle. It is really like. But are you saying that's a good date? Um, I think they wanted to go to Olive Garden, and the guy <laughs> was like, uh, "No, I'll take you to Red. I will never go to Olive Garden. I'll take you to Red Lobster in Times Square instead." Oh, okay. uh, you know, so the so bar was pretty low to begin with, though. Listen, okay, dating cis men, the bar, you know, it has to be low. <laughs> it just has to. Okay. <laughs> I'm pulling for the cis men. I, I, I believe in you guys. I, I think that um, it's not too late to get it together. If, if they want to get it together, I, I welcome it and encourage it. And uh, I, I, it would really make my job a lot easier. So uh, a, a p- the plea from the matchmaker is uh, for the cisgendered uh, men to, to get it together because um, I'm really tired. <laughs> yeah, you want to do uh, your performing arts? 
<laughs> yeah, you can't do that if they're not getting gotta together. Got to get back to the performance yeah. art. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, the, just this week or something, you know, I was talking to this guy on a dating app, and, you know, we were having, like, a good conversation. Yes. And then he's like, hey, I just want you to know I'm not really looking for a relationship right now. And I'm like, okay, now I know, like, always ask. You know, always ask, like, so what are you, what are you looking for? And this guy was like... Yeah, you know, I'm looking for somebody, you know, to go to the movies with, someone to hang out with, have dinner with, go out, stay in. And I'm like, wait, what is a relationship then if that's not one? Because usually if they're like, okay, I'm looking for sex, and I'm like, okay, whatever. But this guy was like, yeah, I'm looking for a life companion, but not (laughs) Not a a relationship. And then he typed out like a whole paragraph of what he wanted. And then afterwards he said, does that sound dumb? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> it sounds very dumb. You got to call him on it, you don't got, you? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's, listen, it's unpaid. You're a matchmaker. I'm ball buster. It's a whole industry. <laughs> but unfortunately, I'm not paid. So. <laughs> well, uh, I feel like I only want to wish you the best in this Thank pursuit. You. And I hope that you find it maybe by doing the podcast, you'll be able to explore at least some things that are right for you, some things that are wrong. Maybe mm-hmm. you'll learn a little bit. And then uh, maybe, maybe somebody's out there. Or maybe I'll just get paid. <laughs> just, just maybe get I'll paid. make a lot of money. <laughs> oh, <that laughs> <too>. <laughs> be, you know, that seems a little easier <laughs> than trying to, you know, have this whole journey of introspection. <laughs> sure, yeah, get, get a check. That. Yeah. <laughs> no, yes, you're right. No, I, I hope to, that I uh, will do all those things. Uh, and, yeah, it's been really great. And thank you so much. I'm super happy to be here. Thank you. Lily Tamaris, everybody. Thank you. Yeah, you're good. Just slide down there. You can hang out. Just leave that there. Oh, you can give it to me. That's fine. Okay. Uh, Continuing on, our next guest making his record-breaking third appearance on our program, a very talented comedian who uh, performs all over the place. He's also an illustrator who's done some books about ghosts and cats. Doogie Horner is here, ladies and gentlemen. Doogie! Ascending to the harp. Very nice. Thank you very much. Duke Man, how are you? I'm great. I love this harp music. Yes. Have you been this close to a harp before? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> maybe is it the, the proximity or is it the instrument? <laughs> yeah, maybe at the Met Gala. I feel like I was probably at some gala. Yeah, where definitely. Was maybe it was the last time I was this close to a harp. Lousy with harps. Or a funeral home. Yep. They like harps there too. Yeah. yeah, classic. Yeah, a somber note. Yeah. Have you ever gotten hired to work at a funeral? Uh, once. How was it? It's pretty depressing, honestly. Yeah. Well, what do you expect? What do you expect? The answer to be? You're like, it was it? fantastic. Oh my gosh, best night of my life. <laughs> so much sex. <laughs> uh, but now you, we haven't seen each other in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you, you're in Philly, or you're back here now? I'm back in New York now. I'm originally from Philadelphia. Okay. All right. And oh, people usually don't applaud. They're usually like, <laughs> "I hate your sports fans." <laughs> I had my car flipped, and <laughs> I know a couple people have had their cars flipped in the in sports riots in yep. Philadelphia. <laughs> What's a car? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Millie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so you're here and you're doing great. Now, uh, you're a, a married uh, person. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I'm uh, married. I, I assume happily. Happily married, yep. yep. Uh, do you like the dick? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love the dick. Yeah, 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 me too. Love getting it. Yeah? 
I don't, I don't know. I think it's the, the whole act. The point is, uh, uh, you're, very roma- you're very romantic in the relationship. How did you meet? We met in college. We've been together since college. And really? We were both studying graphic design. Uh-oh. And I used to sneak in her window at night and use her printer oh. while we were dating. Okay. No, that seems fine. We'd pull, that's pull the a, one use where that's allowed. Yeah. <laughs> Just sneak in to get a couple of prints out. Were you using yeah. photo paper or regular paper on that? I was using matte photo paper. This was yeah. the days. Maybe people yeah. don't understand, but like back in the day, everybody didn't have a printer. This is true. And so what I'm trying to tell people. We'd pull all-nighters <laughs> doing graph design, and I would, I would sneak into her. Get up in there. And, and, use the, and she'd wake up in the morning to find me. I'd been graphic designing all night and printing Epson's. Yeah. You know, young love. I mean. Yeah. It's very romantic. It's a crazy, yeah. Did she appreciate you being there? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it didn't just, yeah, I guess She was so. okay with she it. She was okay right. with it. It never yeah. was alarming? It never. Uh, no. <laughs> no, okay. All right. And uh, so that you've been together for quite some time then. Yeah, we've been together for 20 years. We met in, yeah, at art school. Yeah. And then she was, she's uh, two years older than me. Well. So when, yeah. And so she, she doesn't understand any of my cultural references. No. She's like, Pokemon who? That's like me and me. It's Millie. not a person. What's yep. a DJ? I'm like, hey, you know, she thinks that she's talking full house. I'm talking the wicka wicka, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm talking Jazzy you. Jeff. <laughs> yep. But anyway, so she was a little older than me. So she yeah. graduated before me and she moved out to Western Canada. So our, our hmm. relationship was long distance. How'd for a you take bit. that? Well, I went out and I visited her. Okay. But I was in college at the time, so I didn't have. I had more time than money. Yeah. So I took a bus from Philadelphia to Western Canada. Wow. Three Did days. <laughs> that's how long it takes. <laughs> Brutal. But that's a big romantic gesture to make. Yeah, and it was. It was yeah. actually pretty interesting because the bus doesn't. The bus never stops. For more than fifteen minutes. Really? Yeah. And they, you know, they switch drivers, and so you never really get off the bus. Like marriage. Yeah. Yeah. And at one point, it stopped for thirty minutes, and I sprinted to uh, Kmart to buy a disc man Whoa. because the ride was so brutal. <laughs> did you not anticipate the need for music going my, into it? My wa- I think my Walkman broke on broke. the second yeah, day. Yeah, broke. Yeah. Yeah. Did you also Anyways. have to buy CDs if you had a Walkman? I had to pick up a couple CDs, okay. too. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still have fond memories if you listen to those CDs? You're like, oh, yeah, yeah the yeah. bus. I think, yeah, while I'm listening on my phone, I, I tap, I look for the bass boost bust button, and I don't find it. You know? <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Get that Natalie Merchant going. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know. I you've do been, know. You've been on a bus to Canada before then, too. <laughs> so many buses yeah. So to Canada. Yeah. 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 A lot. Wow. A lot. Um, would you say, are you looking forward to Valentine's? Is there something that you do uh, for your wife that, uh, uh, or, or have you done over the years where it really counts? Like, have you gone out to the Poconos to a heart-shaped bed or anything like that? <laughs> uh, usually on Valentine's Day, what we do is we go snowboarding together, oh. which I think is a pretty common. I know it's a little cheesy, but that's what everybody does, but we like it. Um, <laughs> I no, I know. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> know we can see him. He's here. Yeah. Even if you could see me, you wouldn't know I was joking. Um, but yeah, we we, we well, serious. We do always yeah. go snowboarding though. That's what yes. we usually do on that Valentine's Day. Not 
on the day, usually like whatever that weekend or that week, whenever just around Valentine's Day, we usually go snowboarding. Yeah. Um, but we can't now. We got a kid now. My son is four. Although he just started skiing, actually. He can get down the mountain all by himself now. It's pretty good. At four, yeah. Well, he doesn't need you anymore. No, I know, exactly. On his own. He yelled over his shoulder. He was like, keep up. <laughs> Jeez, come on, man. See you later. Yeah. As they say down there. So, so this year, I don't know what we're going to do. Kirby and I, my son Kirby, we went shopping today for Valentine's stuff for, oh, for her. that's sweet. And he, was, he goes, what do you think Mama will get me for Valentine's Day? And I was like, Kirby, it's not a, it's not, it's not your it's, relationship. It's about you getting something for her. She yeah. will get you a, something, but we're focusing on her. And he's like, maybe she liked this big box of candy. You think she share with us? <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, she probably will share with us, but I think she like flowers more than candy. And he goes, okay. <laughs> not too different from a lot of fellows out there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, yeah. Maybe I could have a little bit of this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get chicken wing, get them chicken wings. I winked wings at Doogie. Or... You couldn't see it, but I winked at Doogie in that moment. So I'm not sure what we're going to do. I think we're going to, yeah, I think Kirby and I are going to make her a special meal or something. And Oh, uh, yeah? Is there a meal that you go, is your go-to, like a love uh, souffle? Love souffle is usually my go-to. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, some type of chowder. <laughs> always good. A hearty yeah, fish stew good. will yeah, always, hearty uh, fish too. Yeah. serve you well. Yeah. I learned that Brussels sprouts are not a good idea. No. Unless, unless the kitchen is very far from the bedroom. Nature's broom. <laughs> they call it. That's it. That's <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately for the for the sprout. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I once went to another matchmaker. I talked to a matchmaker once up at the up in Midtown, in the midsection of New York, which is always if you got love on the mind, go to the midsection. And uh, I went in. Do you ever <laughs> gone to a matchmaker? I've never gone to a matchmaker, yeah. no. And I went into the office. It was a very beige situation in the in the waiting room. But then in the inside, there were these pictures on the wall, and there were all these different women. You know, posters of these women, very not wearing very much, but had a lot of makeup. And the pictures didn't make any sound, but I could hear Eastern European. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. There was definitely a former Republic vibe Hello there. going on there. What's you doing here? It was here? very strange. I was there for an interview, and she could not have been lovelier, but oh. it was just a very odd situation. Not what I imagine the, the love club is like, but uh, gosh, it's, 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 it, you couldn't see yourself ever going into that kind of a situation, could you? No. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's easy to meet someone when you're young because college is so easy to meet somebody because you just kind of walk around... You see the same people over and over again. Yes. Like when my wife and I met, I met her at a party. I saw her across a room, and I went over, and she was talking to somebody else. And the conversation they were having was, I don't understand why people just don't live in the middle of the woods. <laughs> and, they're like, and she's like, yeah, why don't people do that? And I was thinking, if people don't do that, there's probably a reason. Lack of infrastructure. You got to get food and water out of there. You're going to be lonely. What if you get injured? There's no... Anyways, <laughs> did not dissuade me at all. <laughs> but I asked her out multiple times, and she said no. Really? But you're at college. You just kind of like keep bumping into each other, and eventually, you know, there's... And I remember the, last, the second time I was out riding my bike, and she was jogging, and I saw her. And I was like, ah, can I bike up behind her jogging? But she was jogging on a track. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I'll bike into the track area. Then she's jogging away from me. So then I was kind of biking after her. 
And I was like, ah, oh, this, is, this is bad. I'm pursuing her. Yeah. And then wrong. she gets out of the track, and I go, okay, this is great. I'll bike up kind of behind her, or from the, I'll make a loop come up from the front so I don't scare her. <laughs> yeah. I'll speak, oh, hey, how are you doing here? And so I did that, but she had just finished jogging around the track, so she was completely out of breath, yeah. dripping with sweat. Yes. I was like, hey, how are you doing? And she goes, eh, eh, good. Eh, eh. And it was, I said, uh, can I walk you home? And she goes, I live right here across the street. And I was like, okay, well, see you later. <laughs> And that type of uh, interaction normally would be you're out of the game, but yeah. you know you're in the same college campus. You bump into each other. Nevertheless, he persisted. I ran into her the next day. I almost didn't recognize her because she had gotten extensions in her hair. Oh, that's she quite had a, that's quite a choice. She had like a shaved head, and then the next day she had extensions like down to her knees. These long braids she had wow. gotten somewhere in North Philadelphia, and uh, I asked her to a party, and then and then. And then that time it went well. So, anyways, it's easy to meet someone you, when you're young at college. You just bump into each other a yeah. lot, you know. But as you get older, yeah. you know, because you're, you're cute, so you're allowed to stalk people. I think that's how that works. If Is that true? Cute enough, you can stalk them, yeah. and it's less scary. Well, I don't think I was. I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't stalking her. I I liked her, and I was trying to go out with her. Yeah. And that happened before you were climbing in her window to use the printer. Right. That yeah. me climbing in the window, we were already dating. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. Because together those two pieces of information. Yeah. Little you know. Right, right. Get a little scared. But but it worked out. It worked out nice. It worked out good for you. Oh, worked out. No, I'm very, I'm very happy that we're now uh, with the with the illustrations and things that you're doing as well. You have you have a book about catch. I have a book called Some Very Interesting Cats Perhaps You Weren't Aware Of. It's a, an illustrated book. Yeah. It's a bunch of little short stories and drawings of cats. It's suitable for all ages. Yeah. And then I recently uh, published a young adult novel called This Might Hurt a Bit. Okay. It's about my years growing up in uh, western Pennsylvania out in the countryside getting chased by dogs and stuff. <laughs> a, a, a personal memoir. Personal memoir. But well, il- Illustrated. No, that one's not illustrated. It's just oh, it's all words. Straight up words. I've been trying to do a book of just words <laughs> for so long, and it's I finally nailed easy. it. All not the easy. rest were just drawings of ghosts or cats. Or yeah. I had three diehard theme books. I don't know why. <laughs> well, listen. The, the reason I bring up the catch, uh, let's say somebody forgot Valentine's Day again, hypothetically. Right. Would you be willing to draw a couple of cat valentines that somebody could, you know, sneak into a you know, mm, by bedside table or something oh. in a couple of days. People ask me to do that a lot, yeah. actually. That's my main source of income is cat-themed uh, Valentine's Day cards. <laughs> oh, good. So uh, this week I'm glad is it did, I'm glad busy it come out for of the me, blue. and I'd be more than happy to. Okay, yeah. great. Well, your, your, the cat's meow is kind of... Uh, Already, this people is love so that good. One. This is so great. Our That's relationship great. is perfect. All of these are gold. <laughs> All of these are gold. How can I tell you... That I love you is another one, and the cat's tail is, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could sing it by cat cat power, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah sure, Chan Marshall, yeah. I know. I, I, I'm in love with you, and I'm not kitten, and that one is a small kitten. There's so many. There's so many. So, um, 
Well, uh, Doogie, uh, this has been great. I'm so glad you were able to come back. Can you stick around then? And yeah, then if we Because if we need some wisdom from somebody that's been married for as long as you have oh, yeah. and together, we're going to call on you. All right, great. Okay. Yeah. All right, Doogie Thanks, Horner, man. everybody. <laughs> Terrific. Slide on down. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Uh, our next guest, uh, an acclaimed playwright, a composer, lyricist, performer, responsible for the great musical A Strange Loop, Michael R. Jackson is here. Michael! How are you? Good. Welcome. Was that like the um, X-Files theme? No. That's what it reminded me of. (laughs) It's a little spooky. It was spooky. I, too, loved the harp. I played harp in high school. Is that real? Is that true? I wow! Liked it. I did, I took it to get out of an elect, like out of taking like gym or something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like the greatest semester ever. Can you still do it? Can you still noodle on one? Uh, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I I remember I wrote my own song for my harp final. <laughs> wow! What was it? What, what was I don't it? know. I don't no, I don't know. Uh, I assume just instrumental. Or did yeah, you have it was some? just yeah. an instrumental. Like <laughs> either you could like write your own song on the harp, or you had to like actually play the music in front of you. And I like didn't want to do that. So. Yeah. Just make your own. Yeah. Well, you have been making your own for a long time now, I too. I have, I have. Yes. Now, uh, the, the Strange Loop uh, musical that happened, I just want to give you some appreciation for that. Uh, the, the soundtrack, which you can get now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really appreciative of the fact that you use the sexiest instrument next to the harp, <laughs> the saxophone. Oh, yes. A lot of sax on that. Mm-hmm. Which was my instrument as a boy. Okay. Yeah, I really liked hearing that. When that sax came in, I thought, oh, okay, Which now. one did you play? Alto, soprano, bass? I was just an alto. The other ones took too much wind uh, for me. The big ones, you know, there were a couple of them. You know, Sam Rivera and the other kid, he played the big, one, the big ones. And a lot, of, a lot of air, a lot of breath. Right. But the alto, you could pick that up and do a Kenny G tune or something real fast. Right. Real fast. So I was really happy to hear that on the thing. Now, uh, and, and the musical itself is about love in a sense. It's about self-acceptance. It's mm-hmm. about understanding what it takes to love yourself That's and right. to, to not always listen to the external voices that are out there or internal voices, as mm-hmm. the case may be. Um, I will tell you, I didn't see the production, but I've only listened to it mm-hmm. on the soundtrack, just as I did with Catch. Correct. And that was quite surprising when I finally saw that musical. <laughs> Uh, yes, I too saw it for the first time in the theater. Yeah. The it's, day after Christmas. It, it's shocking, isn't it? Because what yeah. you picture in your head is not like an aerobics class at a Petco. No, not no, at all. No. Zumba with Z-O-O. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's very sexual too, isn't it? Cats or yeah. my musical? Cats. Uh, in what sense? It's just a lot of bodies and leotards moving around. Okay. Which, which is sexy for me. It doesn't have to be sexy for everybody. It doesn't. No. <laughs> now, how about you? You find yourself lucky in love? Oh, my God. Um, lucky in love. Wait, say, I'd like to find that. What does that mean? Are you uh, someone for whom love uh, comes easily? Never. For, no, no, not at all. No, no, no absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and what do we think the cause of that is? Oh, it's probably me. <laughs> it's not you, it's me. <laughs> yeah. Are, are you, so you're not necessarily uh, great in relationships? Do you like oh, being I in mean, them? I'm seeing someone right now, but it's like a complicated situation because he lives 
not in New York. Yeah. And like it just sort of something that started before he left New York. And then I'm just sort of like, oh, but we're like going to see what happens. And so like I go and visit him sometimes. He comes to visit me sometimes. And it's cool, but it's also like, but like do we actually have any, um, like what do we owe each other? Given that we like don't see each other all that regularly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's something I'm like figuring out. It's like a strange it's thing. And, it, and it's early? It's been yeah, long yeah, long. yeah, yeah. It's like super early. It's tough. Long distance is tough. Right. Yeah. Tough to navigate what that's going to be, yes. to establish some kind of pattern, to, to understand each other's rhythms. Correct. Yeah. And you do a lot of self-exploration. And each other's cats. You and know? each other's cats. You have a lot of cats? No, no, no. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, sex. within the, the sex, within the part, sex like, part. Yes, I see. It's not like that often. It's like, what is it? Like, yeah. you know. All right. How does it work? Dickin. What goes where? How's yeah. the dickin? Yeah. Dale suggested you should get on a bus. Get on a bus? Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. think like Rosa Parks like worked too hard for me to get on the bus at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I only fly. <laughs> Again, we celebrate Black History Month. That's correct. Uh, so uh, now you do a lot of uh, self-exploration in your work, mm-hmm. and you're busy all the time doing lots of things. Yes. Do you have time for self-care? Do you get into rituals and that kind of thing? Um, sound baths. Crystals. Sound, sound baths or crystals? Self-care, self-care, self-care. I, for my birthday, went and got a spa treatment. Pretty good. Is that self-care? Or, like, does self-care have to be, like, I, you know, ran a marathon or something? No, no, no. It can be very, very relaxing, and it can just be soothing. Just anything that you find restorative. And usually there's a towel involved. Yes. I, I... Many towels have been involved in my self-care. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> and and you, you have a, a new piece or something coming up. What is it? Uh, White Girl in Danger. White Girl in Danger. Yes. Yeah. And that is me every time I'm in a crystal shop. Right. Because <laughs> I'm going to spend some money when I'm in there. Mm-hmm. Watch out. There's some batiks coming home, you know, with wolves <laughs> painted on them and probably a lot of magic rocks. Uh, uh, when's that coming out? What's, what's the situation with uh, that one? I'm, it's still in development, so yeah. I don't have like a concrete deadline of when it'll when it'll happen but yeah. hopefully it'll be in a theater what's the overview of that though white girl in danger white girl in danger is like a dark comedy it's set sort of in the world of like lifetime original movies from the 90s like she cried no she fought alone mother that super danger kate's secret anything that like narrative factors through bernie or judith light would have or tori spelling would have been in and like it's in the and it's sort of like you're turning sort of into the world of that and also sort of soap operas more broadly. And in the world of it, the the world is called All White. And All White um, has people in it known as the Black Round. And the Black Round are just black characters who are there to support the All White stories. And then one <laughs> of the Black Round is this girl named Keisha who decides she has what it takes to be the protagonist of her own All White story. So she sort of cries out to the writer of the universe to make her be the protagonist. And the writer sort of starts to give her that and so once she starts to get to the center of the all-white story, chaos begins to ensue because the killer comes after her. So it's just, you know, a little meditation on representation <laughs> and stories, but also sort of like the crazy soap operas that I grew up watching. Because I came to New York. My goal when I got here 20 years ago was to be the head writer of One Life to Live. <laughs> that was why I moved to New York. Like, really? I, like That was like my number one goal yeah. of, all, of anything else. And then I got sidetracked by playwriting and 
musical theater writing. See, I was a Santa Barbara man myself. So I, so the show I grew up on was Days of Our Lives. So my yep. great aunt and I would watch Young and the Restless at 12.30, Days of Our Lives at 1 o'clock, Another World at 2 o'clock, and then Santa Barbara at 3. And yep. then I would usually cut out at Santa Barbara about halfway through <laughs> because cartoons would start coming on at 3.30. Oh, yeah, yeah. But Cruz and, and Eden, I remember them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh! Yes, uh, and she was the uh, Robin Wright. Robin Wright yeah. was on there, and like an A Martinez. So many people. <laughs> a Martinez. We like don't give <laughs> A Martinez nearly enough credit. No, no. He was in He no. Devil with Meryl Streep, and he was fucking amazing. Yes, yeah. Do you have an appreciation club for him? N- I do for all of my soap opera people. I yeah. think about them and like I pray for them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a map? Did you ever get any souvenir kind of stuff from that? So I once, when Another World got canceled, I was um, an, in college and I was working at the NYU bookstore and I called out sick so that I could go to an Another World one-year fan club reunion <laughs> that was held at Blondie's Bar that was on 70, like, 9th Street or something. And, like, I got to meet, like, the cast of Another World one year after their cancellation. Wow. Pretty mm-hmm. good. You get some autographs. Did you get? I got some autographs. Things? I talked. There's this funny thing that happened. Was like there's this black lady that was in the audience, and she was talking to this actor named Steven Schnetzer, who played Cass Winthrop on Another World. And she goes up to him, and she's like asking like what he's working on. He's like, oh, well, I'm doing some commercials. I do some plays here and there. She goes, well, you know what? We'll follow you to another world. <laughs> and I always remember that because he just had such commitment. And love. I used to like go to like I went to an As the World Turns fan club luncheon once. Like I'm like. Like, I'm deeply, deeply into my survivor world. That's beautiful. Yeah. And uh, you still keep that alive? No, I'm pretty much done with it. But so it had, um, my, had its moment. But I, but, no, but White Girl in Danger is like my, I never got to be the head writer of One Night to Live. Right. But I get to write this little weird, you know, subversive soap opera musical. And so that's like me getting to finally sort of scratch that itch. Because I interned at all my children in the production office. Josh Duhamel was still working there at the yeah. time. Like, I, like, interned at ADC Daytime. Like, I was, like, I interviewed for a job at CBS Daytime this, right when I got into NYU for musical theater writing. And if I had gotten a job at CBS Daytime, I would not have written musicals at all. Well, what was it that attracted you to the, to those, to the soaps? There's stories the, that never end. Yeah. That's so what it was. Like a comic book or like a yeah. cartoon like they just or go something. on forever and ever. Yeah. There's a lot of romance in it, too. There's so there? much romance. <laughs> all the romance. Do you feel like you, when you're in a relationship, sometimes you mimic some of the actions that were in the soap operas because it Yeah, I'm like Vivian from Days of Our Lives who buried Carly alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a classic soap opera villainess. <laughs> yes. Now, you also have a new project uh, coming up, I think, or maybe it happened, some kind of workshop uh, about the movie Teeth. Oh, so we did, we did, so my collaborator, I have a collaborator on that, Anna K. Jacobs. We, uh, we did a presentation of it in part of this festival called NAMT, the new, uh, National Alliance of Musical Theater Festival, and we presented uh, our, the piece there. Okay, and that's the movie where uh, lady parts need to go to the dentist. Sure, that's, 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 you know, you can describe it that way. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Well, you, you don't want to run into that, do you? Or maybe it'll, that could be like a healing thing. It might be the, just the thing that you need. It could be. Yeah. It could be. Cure, the cure for Every act dick, of creation is, sure. a, is an act of destruction, and every act of destruction is an act of creation. That's beautifully put, yeah. Michael. 
Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, are you going to plan anything Valentine's Day with the long distance situation? No, he's in no. another country. Wow. Okay. <laughs> this particular like event. a FaceTime so like, call or something. I'll like yeah. No, I'll like I'll, I'll give him. I'll I'll send a text. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, it's still new. We're going to still figure yeah, this I out. Yeah, I mean, I don't so know. I'm, I'm like, I'm not, like, I'm, I'm learning about how to do all this shit, like, literally in the moment. <laughs> That's how we all do it, though. That's that right. is true. Even people that get married, you're still figuring it out every day. You right. wake up and you're like, oh, my God, that person's still here. Right. What are we going to do? Yeah. How's this going to go? <laughs> right. You know? Now, uh, you have any questions for Amy? Amy, you have any advice for Michael? Yes, give me some advice, please. It's kind of rude to give someone advice if you don't know what the question is. Um, what should I do? Oh. Long, long distance. All right. Um, uh, you know, I don't know much, too much about this person. Do you feel... He's really great. Is he really great? Well, then I think you should work it out. Okay, that's good advice. Thank solid. You. That's solid. That's all we need. Uh, <laughs> and, and what's going to happen? Uh, <laughs> very good. What's going to happen with a Strange Loop? Is it coming back at all? I certainly hope so. Yeah, we all hope I so. I sure hope so. We all hope so. It's great. It would it's be so nice. Yeah. But, you know, capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the sound it makes. <laughs> I will. I will. We'll do some somebody work at the, blackmail, the veterans' home. Does anybody we'll have any fun. blackmail on a theater owner that I could use? <laughs> and we'll give you a glow-up necklace if you have it. Uh, well, this has been great. Uh, Michael, thank you so much for being here. Thank I wish you all me. the best with everything that you have. Thank you. Michael R. Jackson, everybody. Thank you so much. You're welcome to stay up if there's a spot down there. Okay, now our, our final guest this evening, a uh, great uh, comedian, a writer. He's got a new book out called uh, Nice Try. Looks like this. Uh, that's and that's what he, he looks like too. Uh, nice try. Stories of best intentions, intentions and mixed results. He's on the Jesus and Miro uh, program, writing for them. Last week with John, Josh Gondelman is here, ladies and gentlemen. Josh, how are you, Josh? I'm terrific, thank you. Nice to see you. Thank you. It would be weird if I looked exactly like this, like just like 80% <laughs> of the head. Just a flat. Yeah. Yep. Well, I had the uncorrected proof, too. So oh, I yeah. got to compare every it, single time. You got the corrected version as well. Yeah. I got You're it. like, he fucking fixed it. <laughs> he did. There was one in there. I thought, well, hold on. And then, and then they did. Boom. I corrected. was so relieved. Yeah. Josh, it's been a few years since you've been on the show. It You're has making been. a return, too. Uh, it's nice to see you. And uh, in that time, you've gotten married. I have gotten married, yeah. And uh, you met Michael Jackson. I Just now. Yeah, I, here, I, yeah. we waved, I waved on the way up. I'm a big fan. I loved uh, Strange Loop. It was so wonderful and bracing, and I really loved it. You're That's welcome. terrific. Uh, now, uh, you had a Michael Jackson, the other one, oh, impersonator yeah. at your wedding. That's true. It wasn't a goal. It was an accident. No, it would be a strange choice. It, it would. Well, somebody made a choice. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, um, our DJ said this. So I, the, here's the thing about when I got married. It was in, it was the past decade. It was pre- Documentary, 
So it was a oh. slightly weirder, less weird choice than it would be now. Pre-Michael Jackson documentary. Pre-Michael Jackson, yes. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, form yeah. had it, existed. The form, yes, there were okay. still documentaries. Okay. There was thi- uh, Errol Morris was still doing his thing. Um, salesman had yeah, happened. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. There were so many. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, okay. Planet Earth season one, that was well underway. <laughs> well underway. But our um, wedding DJ said to us, uh, we had a meeting with him about like, what do, what do we want on the playlist? Who's going to give speeches? And at the end, he was like, you know, I also do Michael Jackson. Would you like me to do that yeah. at the wedding? And uh, I'm, a, I'm what they call in the business an easy mark. And so <laughs> I was like, all right, yeah, go for it, big guy. And my wife was like, you know what? We have the way you make me feel on our playlist. That would be like, if you have something for that, uh, great. Yes. And so the day of our wedding, uh, Billie Jean comes on, not on the playlist, <laughs> horrible wedding song. Yeah. About, about it's kind pat- of a paternity, paternity test, yeah, Bob. Yeah. 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 And and so he comes, he like comes out from behind the table where where his equipment is, and he puts on a red leather jacket and a silver rhinestone glove, <laughs> and he goes, I, "Ladies and gentlemen, I have a surprise for the bride and the groom." Which I don't know why he said. Like I think he thought he was like I think they forgot. Yeah. I told him, that. and I was like, now everybody in everybody in my life and my wife's life are now worried about us because they think our DJ is surprising us with this, <laughs> which is just like what a uh, what a fascinating choice that would be. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, which it was. It, he knew it, so he danced, and everybody's kind of in a circle and uh, around him and. People are perplexed. It wasn't like a circle <laughs> where everybody was cheering. It was a circle like if somebody fell down abruptly. Right. Awkward concern. And it's not that he was bad. He was very good. Uh, he was that really almost good. makes it worse. It was incredible. Yeah. He's so good. If anyone – I don't want to blow up his spot in front of everyone, but if there's anyone here that's like I have – the use uh, I I could use a Michael Jackson impersonator at a live event. I will um, I can put you in touch. He's wonderful. But if you don't want that, also a good choice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm still gathering some ideas for my Valentine's Day, so that might be a good idea. I, it's last minute, but I wonder. You might be able to get maybe, him. Maybe. Maybe. Um, yeah. If he's not busy doing it at some other Valentine's mm-hmm. couple's affair. <laughs> Uh, now, uh, the, the book, of course, I read it. It's great. And you Thank talk you. a lot about uh, being a nice guy. And uh, I know this is a question you get a lot. But has, do you think, looking back, has being a nice guy served you well in relationships? I try not to identify as a nice guy because that's how the second worst guys identify. <laughs> like, the worst guys are the guys who tell it like it is. Um, and, then, and then the second worst guys are like, I'm a nice guy. I, I just try to be decent. Um, I'm very polite and agreeable. I think uh-huh. those are fa- those. I'll cop to that, and I think it's generally served me well. Yeah. Um, but that's also because, like, I mean, like, I, I acknowledge my own, like, privilege in society, where like it seems exceptional wh- when I'm a nice, if I'm a kind person, rather than like from you know women and people of color who it's kind of like demanded of so i understand that i'm not like i'm special uh but so that's the the 
the bummer answer to your sincere question <laughs> to really grind this room to a halt. Can you grind a stationary object to a halt? You know what? I fucking did it, dog. So. Well, do you, did you find it at least uh, cathartic to go through some of your past relationships and examine them with such uh, detail? Yeah, I thought it was kind of a fun endeavor and, like, really daunting to, like, frack my own brain yeah. for, like, a, a book's worth uh, of stories and ideas. And I, I, I found it very rewarding um, in a way that, like, I didn't know if it would be. I, I just kind of, like, wanted to, to make something yeah. that was mine. And most of my face is on it. And, and obviously there's, like, so many other people that are uh, involved with, with it, right? There's, like, the, I mean, the people who even designed the cover, took the photograph, my editor, my agent. Like, there's so many people yeah, yeah, that were involved. But I wanted to le- do, less like... Less so. Less important. I mean, maybe not less important, but certainly uh, if somebody doesn't <laughs> Low, like the book... Down. If lower somebody down. doesn't like the book, they're not going to Google my editor and be like, <laughs> hey, you suck. <laughs> right, right. That's squarely on me. But also when they like the book, they don't email my editor and go, hey, great book. Right, right. Uh, I know it prompted me to go back through some of my past relationships. Yeah? Uh, and uh, I remember getting a little frisky in a church in Boston. You're from Boston. Yeah. Yeah, in Boston. And uh, I'll never forget it. Uh, we had mashed this potatoes is, afterwards. This is the best story about anyone having a sexual experience in a church in Boston. Yeah, yeah. Oh <laughs> well, well, that's what I mean. And, and then afterwards, the thing that was so memorable is... We, we the rest of them are aggregated in the film Spotlights. <laughs> we had to mash potatoes, and the thing that was remarkable about them was that it was a blend of sweet potato and the regular potato. Whoa, I've never had that. Friend? Yep. Try it. Wow, I will. You're in for an experience. I bet I would like it, because I find sweet potatoes kind of overwhelming sometimes. Yeah. Uh, cut it. Yep. You're right, cut it with the... Put a reg in there. Yep. Yeah. I, um, I've had it with fries. Yeah. Get a good old russet. A ru- yeah, russet. Just really bring it down. It'll be yeah. nice for you. Yam and russet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, uh, you are part of a celebrity couple. I uh, am, yes. I speak- I'm the non-celebrity part. <laughs> Well, I, yes. Uh, <laughs> well, I speak. I mean, of course, your wife is wonderful, but I mean, you and Busy. Oh, yes. The pug. I'm actually. I guess that puts me in a celebrity thruple because it's a my thruple. wife. My wife is very lovely and notable, and my my dog is uh, just a, a a chubby little smush, and she's uh, lovely also. Lovely in a different way, and has a wonderful Instagram following. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the thing that uh, I fo- do, you follow a lot of pets on Instagram. Um, so my wife Maris does. She has so she uses our dog's Instagram feed to only follow other dogs, and it's incredibly therapeutic. So like you think of a dog's Instagram feed as like outgoing pictures of your dog, right? Which that's fine. Um, but what you really get is you get to cultivate a feed that's just only other adorable animals, and you don't get any. Nobody gives you gives you any crap for being like, why don't you follow me? And it's like, well, how many legs you got? Two? No, thanks. <laughs> right, cause Four it's a, yeah, it's, it's is a, a prerequisite. Dog. See, I follow one, uh, uh, a dog. Which one? Uh, um, uh, Birdie, the palm. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I like about that is that they put Birdie in a little golf shirt. Or sometimes that's cute. Sometimes they'll put them in human clothes. Love a dog in human clothes. Any animal in human clothes. Yeah, I love it. Yep. What is it about it? I don't know. I would love like a parrot and little bird jinkos, just big fish. Do it. Yeah. That'd be cute. Bobbing his head. Yeah. Yeah. Just looking like a little avian Kevin Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. 
Oh, it's so wonderful. Is there any animal you wouldn't like to see in human clothes? Nah. No. And every animal every. I would love yeah. in human clothes. I, I would venture to say most animals I would like more in human clothes. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It would improve the situation. Even an animal I'm not otherwise inclined to enjoy, like a ferret. Yeah. Yeah. If you show, that's the one issue Rudy Giuliani and myself are aligned on is a distaste <laughs> for ferrets. Everything else, I think we're yeah. pretty opposite. <laughs> you don't care for those things. Don't care for ferrets. <laughs> I like to curl up in my wife's lap. She's uh, just, just, I'll get up there like a little baby ferret. Mm-hmm. Just coil up, <laughs> you know? I, look, I'm not here to kink shame you. Yeah. The thing about those things is they always disappearing in sleeping bags. That's what ferrets? I think of with ferrets. Yeah, I didn't know that about them. Always, always uh, going loose, and they were always being in the sheets. Yeah, and things. they seem like they yeah. seem wily. Wily is the right word. They seem like you know how some animals, if someone has them as a pet, they seem like they want to get away. Yeah, right? like if you have like a. Right, a bunny, right? The bunny wants to get away and be free. A yeah. ferret is like, I want to get out of my enclosure, but I don't want to get away. I want to then, like, home alone terrorize yeah. the people in the house. Yeah, create havoc. Yeah, just yeah. paint can to the forehead. They are the chaos bringers. They are the chaos bringers, yeah. Yes. That now, was in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Phoreticus. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> You, uh, love can take many forms. You, uh, love iced coffee. Love iced coffee. And you also love sneakers. I do, I, yes. I probably bodily depend on iced coffee, and I, I do like sneakers. Yeah, and so what are we wearing today? Are these, these an exceptional, uh, sneaker? I like them. They're a limited edition Adidas that, they're Beastie Boys. They oh. were for the 30th anniversary of Paul's Boutique, and, which is my favorite Beastie Boys album. Uh, and the Beastie Boys, I describe the Beastie Boys are the central pillar of my relationship to Judaism. So, like the Beastie—that's not an em- embellishment. I just like I saw when I was young, I saw the Beastie Boys, and we're like, oh, we we share heritage. Great, I like it better now. <laughs> this I'll do a bar mitzvah, and, and that's like I. And so these, uh, that's what these are. How much you spend in a month on sneakers? Oh, it's not like. There are months where I spend no money on sneakers. Yeah, but on a good month. On a good you, month? I would say I probably average a pair a month, buying oh, a pair a month. Pretty good. Yeah. And I usually I – usually, I have bad taste, um, which helps because <laughs> if you have good taste, then you have to like try to get them right when they're released or you pay a lot of money for resale. When you have bad taste, you can get any kind of like weird-looking thing because everybody else is like, no, thank you, and then you scoop them up. <laughs> right. Get but in these, there. these ones I, I bought when, I, when my book was published. They're, they're like vegan shoes, and oh. I, bought the, I had to buy them on resale, so I paid a little extra for them. Nice. But it was a gift when the book came out to myself. Yeah, self-care. Self-care. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And you're also involved in the other couple, Jesus and Mero. That's the new show? Yes. Yeah, that's on Showtime? On Showtime. Mondays and Thursdays at 11, twice that's a week. And you just had Letterman on? We just had Letterman on. Yeah. He was incredible. The full interview, so the interview aired as part of episode one, but the full interview with David Letterman, which is like 30 minutes long, is going to air on President's Day as a um, as a full like bonus episode. Yeah. And if you don't have Showtime... Uh, Watch it's already online, so watch the whole thing online and then subscribe to Showtime because I like having a job, <laughs> and you'll like the show. <laughs> I did. They're, I watched it. They're so yeah. Jesus and Mero are so funny. It is like I when I working with them, I'm like, 
oh, you, you guys know you could just fire me and you would be the same amount of good, right? <laughs> like, don't, but you could. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I hope that the job uh, continues. Thank you. It's <laughs> yeah. been really lovely. It's a very nice show. Thank you. And uh, the book is doing well. Sure. It's out in paperback. It is out in paperback. It never existed in hard no way. Copy. So uh, I'm, it's a gentle cover. It's that's just, how I say. That's it. right. It's good for the plane, mm-hmm. uh, which is nice. And uh, gosh, anything else, Josh? This has been so nice to have. Oh, you. it's been so nice to see you. Um, anything else? No. Watch Jesus in My Own Showtime. Uh, <laughs> buy my book. <laughs> buy Doogie's books. Yeah. Um, l- listen to the A Strange Loop cast recording, which is available to listen to right uh, on the on where where you listen to things. Not like, not like where you listen to the ocean, like where you listen to music and stuff. That's right. And then um, subscribe support to support Millie and Amy as well, please. Yeah. All dick is trash. Oh, all is dick is trash. Right. And, and yeah. the modern love club. Well, you just summed it up so nicely. Somebody, Josh Gondelman, everybody. Well, I don't know if she was remembering you or just shouting at me. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. Yes. Thank you, guys. Josh Gondelman. Let's see everything. Wonderful. And uh, a nice deep night round of applause for all of our guests. And all of their wonderful efforts. Uh, good luck to the single people out there and to the people in relationships because it takes work. Uh, my goodness, we'll, we'll come by Modern Love Club and see how things are going. Stephanie, thank you back there. On the oh, and thanks to everybody at the Slipper Room. I'm Dale Seaver. Have a great night. Happy Valentine's Day. Well, that's it for us. I hope your Valentine's Day was a success. Mine sure was, thanks to some last-minute help from my guests. And please do support all these great projects that my guests are doing. It's really fun stuff. Okay, that does it. Remember that although this night is ending, a bright new day is just ahead. Deep Night with Dale is independently produced and performed by James Bewley. Season 12 podcast icon illustrated by Lars Litaro. Deep Night Season 12 theme by Zach Gabbard. Music throughout the episode is provided by the talented roster at Haller Hills Farm in Ohio. Production studio space provided by Harvestworks here in New York City. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts or tune in on Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Thank you for listening, and this season... I encourage you all to leave your portals open.